welcome to Soul Speak. I'm your host, Erica Elmitz. This is the podcast where I help to bring humanity to high consciousness and high consciousness to humanity, one podcast at a time. Do you hear the terms divine masculine and divine feminine, and you're not quite sure exactly what that is, or why in the world people talk about it and why it should matter? Do you believe sacred union is two soulmates coming together in a powerful and divinely guided partnership? Or do you think that divine masculine and divine feminine is only specific to twin flames? If so, stay tuned because this is the podcast for you. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the sacred union of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. So if this is something that you are interested in, have been interested in, have been studying, or really just been curious about, then this is certainly the episode for you. So to start off, I'm going to pull an oracle card like I do at the beginning of every podcast as a way to anchor the energies and bring in some intention into our discussion. So today I'm going to be pulling from the True Love reading cards by Belinda Grace, and I'm going to be pulling them live here as I'm recording this and see what message wants to come out to sort of set the tone for today's conversation. Okay, well, well we're getting two cards that jumped out. And we're getting the card of the gardener and we're getting the chivalry card. So this is actually a really beautiful combination of energies, given what our, our topic is today. So the card of chivalry represents truly the art of sacred union in that this is about the divine masculine and the divine feminine embarking on their union together, where they honor each other, where they take things slowly where they are respectful and kind and open. This is where as a collective, and we're going to be talking more about this here today, but as a collective, we're really being called to step beyond where we've been before in our lives, in our relationships, and in our approach to love. And when combined with the gardener, that's a card that represents putting in the effort, putting in the ongoing effort. You know, the gardener doesn't just go out into the garden, plant the seeds, water once, and then walk away for three months and hope to get a beautiful garden as a result. Of course not. The gardener goes out and tends to the garden every day. There's a little weeding, there's a little watering, there's a little pruning, and there's a lot of patience that's involved with gardening. So when the gardener shows up, it's a reminder that we need to care for things. We need to keep in mind the long game, which is where we cannot expect immediate results or instant gratification. So when the gardener with the chivalry card comes in, this is about putting the effort in and taking that tender, loving care to nurture what we're building, what we're growing and what we are developing. So those, you actually guys get a bonus this, this time because we're getting two that just flew right out of the deck together. So that is the, the message for you to think about as we continue this conversation here today. 
So for the announcements this week, this one I am super excited to bring to you guys because obviously if you're listening to this podcast, you're interested in understanding divine masculine and divine feminine energies. Well, I have a program that is suited specifically for those of you that are interested in understanding how these energies apply to parenting. And we're truly in the process right now as a collective of ushering in a brand new template, a brand new template for families And this is a program that isn't just for parents, by the way. I actually have a lot of people who have taken this, and they are either caregivers of children, grandparents, aunts or uncles, and many people have actually used this series of videos to really help understand and do some inner child healing, understand how masculine and feminine energy, distorted masculine, distorted feminine energy really affected them in their childhood and 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 dealing with the healing that they're doing now so this is a program that i am really proud of it is a really unique approach to conscious parenting and rather than take a lot of time right now to explain it i will link the information page down below but i do want to say that special for my podcast audience is I'm offering a special 20% off coupon for those of you interested in this particular program. And so when you do go over to check out the information, if you use the code PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, when you're checking out, you will get the additional 20% off the price. And guys, I've also bundled it with my Cultivating Conscious Children audio program. So there is a lot of bang for your buck here, and I hope that you guys enjoy it and take advantage of the special discount offer. So let's get started on why we're here today. We're going to be talking, obviously, about the masculine and feminine sacred union, divine masculine and divine feminine. So some of you, if you are new to this concept, might be wondering, what the heck is it and why do I care? Why does this matter? So um, I want to start by just giving you my definition of what sacred union of the divine masculine and feminine is, and then we'll go from there. This is just Erica's um, definition. This is how I like to view this very complex topic. But the way I look at it is my definition of sacred union is that it's an inner journey that is instigated by some sort of external catalyst. And when I mean inner journey, this is where we begin our awakening process, where we begin to connect to the greater aspects of who we really are, who we're meant to be here. And for many people, this can be instigated by oftentimes a romantic relationship, but it doesn't have to be. When I say external catalyst, this can be a romantic relationship. This can be some sort of other crisis in our lives. Something like a financial crisis, reaching a really difficult time in our lives financially, kind of hitting rock bottom for some people. This can also be instigated, this inner journey can be instigated also by a health crisis. I know for me, this is how my awakening journey began in my 20s was when I had a health crisis. I was diagnosed with an incurable disease in my prime of my life and it completely turned my world upside down. 
So for me, that was the beginning of my awakening journey, which ultimately led to my growth, which leads to the own sacred union of my divine masculine and my divine feminine energies within myself. So the way that I see sacred union is it is the part of the journey that begins with that external catalyst that ultimately plants a seed of awakening within us, that ultimately begins a quest to understand truth, what our souls already know deep inside to be true. And I like to say, and I've heard many people say this too, it's like when we begin to remember what we forgot, what we forgot about our infinite wisdom, about our infinite potential, that which is connected to the divine, And so sacred union is the place that you end up as you continue your awakening and growth journey. Now, many people believe initially that sacred union is between two people. Now, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, but that is often the first time people hear about sacred union of divine masculine and divine feminine. They learn about this concept through oftentimes a romantic relationship, for example, that just hits them so hard in a way that is profound, profound in the way that there is a resonance with this individual, that there is a deep knowing that there is an incredible reason why you came together. But oftentimes this can be a very difficult and um, challenging relationship because it is intended to wake us up to the magic of who we really are. This is the type of relationship that wakes us up to our growth, to um, learning about our shadows, to being understanding about our strengths, areas of our life that we have to grow. And many people initially embark on on their awakening journey from a romantic partnership like this. And I'm going to be doing more and more episodes in the future, by the way, about masculine and feminine energies. Um, So I'm not going to get into all the details here in this one podcast. This is kind of meant more as a higher level um, introduction or just overview to this concept. But for many people, it is a romantic partnership. But What I always like to emphasize is that, yes, there may be a specific partner that has instigated that you want, quote unquote, sacred union with. You want union with this person in a in a sacred um, bond that is loving, kind, respectful, rewarding. But oftentimes it can be a very messy journey to get there. But like I said, the journey to sacred union doesn't have to begin with a romantic relationship. Some people um, are familiar with the term twin flames, and that is often how they come to understanding the energies of masculine and feminine. I always like to say that oftentimes, like the twin flame journey is a gateway into the bigger growth process of coming into union of self. Now, like I said, sometimes it takes Um, a different type of a catalyst to begin our journey to become whole within ourselves. Um, Hitting rock bottom financially, having a very difficult time 
in, in money and abundance. Um, sometimes, again, it's a health issue. But whatever it is that plants that seed of awakening in you, that embarks you on a quest for more learning, understanding truth, understanding more of what your soul knows and is drawn to. Many people, when they begin their awakening process, they literally begin to devour books on the topic. I know for me, when I, I began my real awakening after my um, diagnosis, it was like I couldn't get enough of reading books on holistic health, natural healing, the um, spiritual aspects of healing, because I basically, to keep a long story very short, I was diagnosed with an incurable disease. I was told I'd be a sick person for the rest of my life. Get ready to be on medication every day for the rest of your life. You are going to be in and out of doctor's offices. You're going to be in and out of hospitals. You'll have your good days and your bad days, but get ready for the life of a sick person. And my soul knew deep down, deep down inside that that was not acceptable to me. I knew that there was more and I knew that there was more out there. And so I began this insane quest, this intense desire to understand more about what I could do to empower myself to not live like a sick person anymore. And I am now almost 20 years, just about 20 years off of all of my medications. I have been through lots of stressful experiences in my life where this particular disease would tend to flare up. And I have not lived the life of a sick person. So I am here to say that my soul chose more than what I was experiencing and it began that quest for me. So for me, my awakening began with a health experience and a health crisis. But like I said, um, I, back then I wasn't looking at my awakening as through the lens of divine masculine and divine feminine energy. Yet in hindsight, I can see how that all played out and how I was living in these energies and in was kind of fighting myself. I was fighting the fact that I was living a lot in my masculine energy when at my core energy, I'm a divine feminine energy. And so my body was telling me in many ways how I was not, I was fighting against myself. So again, that's more in the hindsight and this is not necessarily about me, but I'm sharing this so that you can see how everything that happens to us comes in for a reason. So here in 2020, this is a big theme of the union of the masculine and feminine. This truly is the year of union. If you look at the numerology of 2020, it's a double two, which adds up to a four. And the two is the two united souls coming together to form something very stable, right? The four is about stability. And this is something that we are seeing actually also happen in the external world. And what I mean by that is that we are experiencing a new level. Many of us who are on mission, doing our light work in whatever way it is for us, but we're reaching new levels of success and abundance. But we are also, in many cases, we are coming together in what are called sacred unions with, with another soul that has done their deep level of work within themselves. And guys, I've been 
working with sacred masculine, sacred feminine energies for just about three years extensively now professionally over on my YouTube channel. I do tons of videos and, and uh, channeled readings and messages around sacred masculine and feminine. And I can tell you that when I began that work three years ago at the level I'm doing it now, the energies were in vastly different places. The masculine and feminine collective were in different places. They were further apart. I could see a big difference and a gap between the two energies of where they were. But I can tell you that it is unbelievable to see the difference from three years ago where the collective masculine and feminine energies are truly united. They are one and the same. In fact, it's often difficult to distinguish between the messages of masculine and feminine energy because they are in the same place. And we have seen over the years how the sacred feminine was held down, was kept small by the energies of distorted masculine and distorted feminine energy. I mean, this goes over centuries and centuries and centuries. It's been a very patriarchal energy and a patriarchal society that really values more of the masculine and less of the feminine. And if you're listening to this, you've likely heard about the rise of the sacred feminine. That has been happening. That has been happening over the last many years. And there are plenty of people that have got have, have risen in their own sacred feminine energy years ago. But as a collective, um, we are reaching a, a critical mass where the feminine has risen. The sacred feminine in all of us, that is the side of us that is the intuitive side, the nurturing side, the more emotional, the more flowing side, the wise high priestess goddess energy. But what I've seen remarkably in the last just over a year is really that we are reaching the level of the arrival of the sacred masculine. Back in May last year in 2019, I was present at an event at a gathering where I witnessed the arrival of the sacred masculine on earth in a massive way. And it was so powerful and so beautiful. And it was like that first point where I could feel that the masculine had arrived in a way where he was living from his power and his strength. And the initial sacred masculine energy was anchored back then, back in May of 2019 that I witnessed. And from that point, we have seen a strengthening of the masculine. We have seen a growth. We have seen um, a breaking free of the, sh the past and the shadows of the ma sacred masculine within all of us. This is that the masculine being the side of us that takes action, that does things, that is the protector, that is the initiator. And so the arrival of the sacred masculine to all of us is the gift of being able to finally take charge of our lives from a place of strength, not from a place of fear. That's distorted masculine energy, but from a place of strength. And when we are in sacred union of self, meaning our own masculine and feminine energies are living from the divine end of the spectrum rather than the distorted end of the spectrum. That is when 
we can begin to live authentically. We can begin to live abundantly, joyously, and in harmony with not only our environment, but our friends, our family, our communities, and most important, in harmony with ourselves. When we reach sacred union of self, we're no longer fighting ourselves. We're no longer duking it out with our shadow energies all the time. Certainly the shadow is always a part of us. However, we are in harmony with ourself. We are in balance with our masculine and our feminine. We know when we need to pull back and go into receptive mode. We know when we need to step up and be in our masculine and make things happen. We know when we need to have our inner feminine know, you know what, inner divine masculine, I know you want to go, 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 and I, want, I know you want to accomplish and go do all these things, but the inner feminine is saying, no, we need to rest. We need to slow down. And the inner masculine within you honors that, honors the feminine in yourself, the intuition that says it's time to rest so that I can then continue to go out and take charge tomorrow. And so whereas in the past, when we're not in unity consciousness, when we're not in sacred union of self, this is an example. I always use this example because it makes so much sense to so many people. When someone is living from their distortion, they might be pushing themselves really hard in their career. They might be going for it, like burning the candle at both ends. And their inner feminine is going, you know, like their intuitive side is going, you know, if you don't slow down, you're going to get make yourself sick or you're going to burn out. You really need to rest. But then the inner masculine's like, no, 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 I have to go. I have to accomplish. I have to. It's competitive and I, I can't I can't slow down at all. I have to make it happen. And that's when we're not in sacred union of self because we let one part of ourselves override the other. And it brings us disharmony in our external experience. And sometimes that's when, especially with that example, we can end up becoming sick because we're not listening to our intuitive side that says we need to slow down or we're going to get sick. And then that's when the body eventually forces it on you where you come down with an illness, you come down with a cold or a flu, or worse, even a disease that is based in you not listening and honoring the inner feminine and living from the distorted masculine. Because the sacred masculine energy, when we're living from sacred masculine, we know what we need to do. We trust our intuition. We trust our knowing. And we trust that things are going to be okay. And we're going to be clear. So I hope that that helps to explain a little bit of that. But um, to get into really quickly, some of the common questions is, you know, what is divine masculine and divine feminine? I kind of got a little ahead of myself there because I'm used to channeling and not having notes. <laughs> I don't normally have notes. And with a podcast, it's very different. So I, I'm, I got a little ahead of myself with ex explaining what those are. But let's take a step back for a moment and look at what is divine masculine and divine feminine. And understanding this energy. So as I've already shared a little bit here, the masculine energy is our, our energy of moving forward, taking action, being the protector, being the leader. And our feminine is the softer, more intuitive, more emotional, more flowing, more nurturing side of ourselves. But when we look at masculine and feminine energy, it is a spectrum. 
right? Just like the spectrum of light and dark, there is the spectrum of masculine and feminine energy. And when we are striving to live in our sacred feminine or sacred masculine, there are times where we can slip into distorted masculine and distorted feminine. And that is what as a collective we're really doing is we have been living in distorted energies for millennia here and as a collective. Of course, there are individuals who are not. But as a collective, we've been living more from the distortion and not from our divinity. And so let me give you some examples just quickly of what that might look like. So divine masculine, so masculine energy, the way that um, distorted masculine energy can show up compared to the divine is distorted masculine is competitive. Distorted masculine is authoritative. There's a difference, but, and whereas divine masculine is the leader. There's a difference between being authoritative and being a leader. And that is the difference between distorted and divine masculine. Div uh, distorted masculine can be very fear-based, can be very intimidating, can be um, manipulative. It's like, I win, so you lose. Distorted, distorted masculine energy comes from the place of there's only so much pie to go around and I'm going to get as much of my share as possible. Whereas distort, uh, divine masculine energy knows there's plenty of pie for everybody when you align with your purpose. Now let's take a look at feminine energy. So the divine feminine, like I said, is our nurturing, our more intuitive, our flowing, our wise, sacred, um, in uh, high priestess energy, the, the part of us that accesses ancient wisdom and ancient knowledge that is connected to the divine, that's connected to our past, that's connected to our higher selves. And distorted feminine energy is can express itself in ways like codependency. This is where we um, feel unworthy and therefore we overgive, we overdo. Now, codependency isn't something that's specific just to feminine energy. Clearly, those of us that are, um, it it's also applies to the masculine as well. But when we overgive or we over caretake to other people, that is a distortion of feminine energy. And if you think about it, how many of how many of the people around you or even yourself feel like you overgive and you want to help take care of everybody else, but you don't take care of yourself? That's distorted feminine energy. It's like my worth is based on the value that I bring to others as opposed, but at the, at the expense of the value I bring to myself, at the expense of myself nurturing myself. Um, distorted feminine energy can be very, um, can also be manipulative, just like distorted masculine energy. You know, this is where the feminine can be manipulative, for example, when it comes to playing the damsel in distress and playing powerless really playing on the distorted masculine. So think of relationships, for example. How many of you know um, or have been in, and most of us have, been in distorted masculine, distorted feminine relationships where there's one person who plays like they really need the other one to help take care of them, and it plays on the distorted masculine energy of feeling like they are needed 
right? That's actually a distorted um, dynamic. You know, all the Disney movies and all the romantic fairy tales are primarily based in distorted relationship energies. The damsel in distress, the knight in shining armor. So I hope that that helps give you a sense of the difference in the spectrum of energies, both on masculine and feminine. And I've been teaching a lot about the difference in distorted masculine and feminine energies and divine masculine and feminine energies for the last couple of years. And I have a program called the Soul Growth Accelerator that goes a lot in depth into understanding this. And it's interesting because as you continue your soul growth journey, the more that you can start to see and recognize when your um, distorted energies are coming forward, masculine or feminine, it can also help you turn it around. It can help you turn around your situation. Uh, one of the things I love to do is to look at a certain situation that can come up in our lives and see how the um, masculine and feminine energies within us are playing out. You know, where are we given the chance to be strong in our divine masculine and feminine and where we're in given the choice or when we're choosing to be in our distortion and then how we can actually shift the vibration to go more towards the divine end of the spectrum. It's really, really fascinating. Um, and it's, it's the way that a lot of people really get um, the most growth in their own inner journeys is to really understand and recognize. So again, I'm going to be doing more episodes in the future, getting more in detail on all of this. But I hope that that does give you an overview and an understanding as to how these can play out in our lives. So the last thing I want to leave us with here today, specific to the masculine and feminine, divine masculine and feminine union, at least for the sake of today's discussion, there will, like I said, there will be plenty more to come. In order to ascend into the new earth, into this higher dimensional consciousness that we are all getting called to right now through this great awakening, it is a it, I do believe it, it is a requirement for the sacred union of the masculine and feminine. It has been clear, it has been shown that in order to ascend into the new earth, we must be in sacred union of self. And many of the people that I've been teaching over the years have already achieved this particular place, this place of wholeness, this place of truly honoring yourself, having all sides of yourself balanced, having your inner world match your outer world. You know, arguably right now through this time period, we have the same circumstances in the world at large, right? We have this global crisis happening, this crazy life. Yet there are two different factions of individuals. We have the same circumstances, but there are, there's the camp of people that are living in the distortion and they're living in their fears. They're living in their, their distorted masculine and feminine energies. They are afraid. They are terrified. They're feeling powerless, right? That's part of distorted masculine is feeling powerless. And then there's a whole other group of people, I'm sure many of you guys are in this camp, are the ones that are experiencing the same outer circumstances, but our, our journeys are completely different. 
This is those of us that are looking towards the future, trusting in the greater picture, trusting in where we're going, trusting that things are happening for a reason, trying to maintain a sense of balance in self. And it's been interesting because as I've been navigating the year 2020 along with all of you, it's been fascinating to see really the difference in experience that people are having. It's become super clear who is really living from their um, higher selves, their higher energies, and those who are not. Now, everybody has the opportunity to lift. And there are those of us that have lifted to come into unity consciousness are ultimately going to be very helpful to those that are struggling right now. We're going to help lift them up. We're going to help show them the light. And this is part of why sacred union is important. So like I said, many of you are in sacred union with self now, or at least on your way there. But what is happening now is we have reached a point where these sacred unions, which is what's next on tap for many people, is the sacred union of two souls that have done their healing work that have reached this level of unity consciousness independently of each other. Now, maybe for some people, they may have been in, for example, a marriage or a relationship where they both partners kind of grew through their, their dark night of the soul together, and that's absolutely possible. But typically, this is where people have come to this sense of self and wholeness separately. And when you have two individuals that have come in together in their light and they unite together, it is exponentially powerful. Now, some of these sacred unions with two whole selves don't necessarily have to be romantic. Some of these sacred unions are with souls that are meant to do mission work together. Maybe they are coming together for a purpose, for a cause, and they're not meant to be in union romantically. But some people are. Some are meant to come together and experience the next level of growth and ascension in a sacred union of a romantic nature. And some are actually meant to do both. But what happens is when two whole souls come together, the amount of light that is created by these two individuals energetically spreads out across the planet like crazy. And um, one of my mentors has been for more than the last decade is Bruce Lipton. I adore his work. If you have not um, listened to any of his stuff, he is fabulous. But he has a book called The Honeymoon Effect. And in that book, he talks about this phenomenon. And he speaks about the fact that um, many relationships, for example, if you think of chemistry, they form a codependent bond. There's usually an electron missing on one, and there's a space on the other, and they connect through a codependent partnership. And that's what the majority of relationships have been up to this point. And as a collective, we're being called to more. And so he speaks about the argon molecule. Now, the argon molecule is unbelievable because the argon molecules are whole. And again, I'm not speaking the science. It's literally been years since I've read this book, but so I'm, you know... If you've read it more recently, I might be missing some of the exact, <laughs> the exact specificities, but you get my point, right? But the argon molecule isn't missing anything. But when two argon molecules come together, their explosion of energy goes beyond. 
So imagine like two light balls coming together and creating an explosion of light that goes covers the entire state. I mean, that's essentially what happens when two sacred souls come together. So imagine when sacred unions are happening first within self and then with other souls as well. Imagine how much how much light is being poured onto the collective. That is why sacred union with souls will help to ascend the planet, will help to bring the light to the planet. I hope that this has given you some deeper understanding, deeper understanding of the concept and how it's not simply about a romantic partnership and you getting to be with that person. It is so much more than I could even cover here in this podcast. So like I said, stay tuned to future episodes because I'm going to be talking more specifically about different aspects of this journey. So moving on to the question of the week. Now, this is a question that gets asked all the time, is what is a simple way that I can learn to connect with my guides? So especially early on in a an awakening journey, when we realize that we are far more intuitive than we ever gave ourselves credit for, right? This is where we start to realize, hey, you know what? There's actually an inner guide I have within me, my higher self. Maybe I have an external guide. And we begin to intentionally try to create a connection, which is a beautiful thing to begin as a daily practice in your life. And there's so many ways to do this. But one of my favorite ways, especially for someone who's just starting out on this process, is to use a guided meditation. The reason that I love guided meditations, especially as someone is beginning their awakening journey, is because so many people struggle with quieting the mind and feeling like they have to figure out what to do and they can't quite settle into simply receiving and allowing the messages and the energies to come through. So guided meditations are a beautiful way to begin this process. And what I always like to recommend as well is to begin journaling this process. Buy yourself a nice journal that maybe is just something that you use to learn to connect more to your guides and to your inner knowing. And where you can write down what you receive, what you get, the messages that you get. And then over time, you'll be able to look back and reflect on the messages you received. Because I know one of the challenges people have when they start out is they think they're making it up, they don't believe it, or they don't trust it. And so by capturing the messages that you're getting, writing them down, and then later going back and seeing how accurate those messages were can really help to develop your confidence in your intuitive abilities. So the reason I love guided meditations is, like I said, because it allows you to simply receive and relax. It gets you out of the conscious mind and more into the receptive, more intuitive mind. And a lot of guided meditations will start off with getting you in a nice relaxed place, kind of quieting the mind, and then receiving the messages. Now you can go anywhere and like, for example, YouTube has tons of different types of guided meditations. I don't have any specific recommendations because ultimately I know that your soul is going to be drawn to certain ones. And I can't recommend what I like for me because simply 
it may not resonate for you. Everyone is unique and different. And so one of the best ways is to simply see where you're called. Do some searching, look around, guided meditations or a meditation to connect to my guide or my spirit guide or my spirit animal or whatever it may be. And then listen to the recording and see what you receive. And then when you're done listening, write down the messages you got. Sometimes, if you can, you can even do, for example, a voice memo that you uh, record as you're going into the meditation. Basically, you basically, you'll need two devices for this, but record a voice memo while you're listening to the meditation and speak out loud what you're hearing. Because I know for me, I can't consciously remember things very well when I'm in that place. And so that's something that really helps me is I always record my channelings so that I can go back and re-listen because sometimes it's, you know, over an hour long and Lord knows I, I would never be able to remember everything that came through. So that's a really good way to capture the messages as they come through. And it's funny, I know for me, one of my favorite, favorite meditations actually came from one of my Oracle card decks. And for the life of me, I don't remember whether it was my unicorn one or whether it was my dragon one. But when I bought the Oracle deck in the book, they actually had a link to a meditation that you could listen to to meet your, I think it was the unicorns, to meet your unicorn spirit animal and hear the messages they had for you. And so I listened, and I've been doing this forever. I connect to my guides all the time, but I thought it was fascinating that if I'm going to be using this unicorn deck, because the unicorn energy is fascinating in and of itself, I wanted to be able to personify and connect to who was speak who was speaking to me. So I did the meditation and it was so fun. I had such clarity and such incredible messages. So enjoy it, have fun with it. And just allow and be curious and open. And that is the best way to get started on beginning to listen to your guides. And certainly over time, you will develop the skill more and more. I mean, my guides speak to me constantly throughout the day. And um, sometimes they try to make me laugh because they know they're being cheeky with me. But um, you'll begin to discern the messages from them versus from your ego, for example. And it just really takes practice. So I hope that that helps answer that question. So speaking of oracles, I'm going to pull a final guidance message before we wrap this show up. And before I do this, Stay tuned for next week, next week, next, next week, next episode, I'm going to be talking about a very important topic. Now, this is a topic that has become even more relevant in recent months, given the intensity of what, of what we are experiencing. And that is talking about false light and false light workers. This is where there are people that may... Um, present as very spiritual and very connected, yet they're coming, coming at it from a more of a dark energy. 
And so I'm going to be talking next episode about how to understand what's going on, how to recognize this type of energy and how to discern, how to discern the messages and to be able to keep yourself on your path. So if that's of interest to you, stay tuned till next week. So let me pull this final wrap up um, Oracle message for you to ponder as we wrap this episode up again this is from the true love reading cards let's see what their final message is today oh and we get the message of abundance there are gifts coming there is abundance on its way having understanding and trust that abundance will flow when sacred union of self happens it is amazing how your world changes you will be getting um, showered with blessings beyond, beyond what you ever would have imagined. And I know many of you who have crossed over into this, in, into this realm and passed this threshold of being in sacred union of self, you literally know how your life has changed and you're never going back. So what a beautiful message to wrap this up. So my friends, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to check out and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And there are hundreds of videos there, a lot for the Divine Masculine and Feminine. Check out the Divine Family program, along with the other programs I offer. Until next time, guys, I'm Erica Elmitz, and you've been listening to Soul Speak. Be well, loves.